0: Welcome to Central Moments today as we come to Psalm 22. We're walking through this summer when these uh, podcasts are being first released. Uh, We're walking through the summer with the Psalms. And we come to another amazing Psalm that David wrote in Psalm 22. And it addresses the question, I mean, is it possible for God to forsake us and forget us? Is that possible? And the answer is going to be no. But the answer comes to us in the most remarkable way. It does begin, verse 1 of Psalm 22, David cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. So David's in a time where it seems like the Lord's forsaken me. And he's saying, God, why did you do that? Why why have you forsaken me? Now, do those words ring familiar to you? Obviously, Jesus inserted himself in this psalm by quoting from that first verse at the cross. And he he took all of your sin in mine and possibly felt the face of his heavenly Father turn from him um, as, as, as he was covered with our sins. He cries out in desperation and quotes David. And he makes Psalm 22 his own psalm. And uh, as you read through the psalm, y- you find that in an amazing way, Here is Jesus hanging on the cross for hours. Although David has no idea of this a thousand years earlier, but he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And his whole point is to begin to make the case that God doesn't doesn't abandon us. Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he says, verse 6, I'm a worm and not a man. I'm scorned by everyone and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They... Hurl insults, shaking their heads as he hung there, of course, on the cross. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. And we're told in the story of the crucifixion that those who stood around the cross mocked him in exactly that way. Many strong bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, all my bones are out of joint, my heart has turned to wax, it is melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a pot and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth and you lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me, a pack of villains encircles me, they pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. Now, David is describing his own emotional pain. And there's a place to be honest with our pain before God. But Jesus has stepped into the depths of our pain. And this becomes a description of what he suffered all the way to dehydration and the stretching of his body on the cross and... And, and the fluid build up around his heart, and people dividing his clothes at the foot of the cross uh, among themselves. I mean, to the detail, Jesus lives out David's pain that makes him say, God, why, why have you let this happen? Why have you forsaken me? But in Psalm 22, there's, there's no pivotal of event that takes place, but all of a sudden, verse 23, the tone and the content completely change. All of a sudden, verse 23, you who fear the Lord, praise him. And all you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not, listen to this, he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. Jesus cried out, "Why, have, God, why have you forsaken me? And David said, that's what David had just said to the Lord. And yet David comes back And he said, but God, you haven't. You haven't despised or forsaken the suffering of this afflicted one. You have not hidden your face from him, but you have listened for his cry for help. And we know why that shift can be possible. Because Jesus rose from the dead. It turns out God hadn't forsaken Jesus, (laughs) but he just rose him from the dead. And because of resurrection life, we too can have that hope. We, David doesn't describe an event that changes his mind about God's forsaking him, and that's a part of the prophetic package here that we now understand in Jesus. He has risen from the dead. His resurrection means that he doesn't scorn suffering, that he doesn't abandon us at our worst. And because of his resurrection power that can now live in us when we come to Christ, we have the assurance that he will never abandon us or forsaken us. Hallelujah. So Father, we thank you for resurrection life. We thank you that your word says that if we're in Christ, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in us to quicken our mortal bodies, to make us alive to your purposes. Lord, wherever we might be... tempted to think that you've forgotten our name and lost our address, that, that Lord, like, like Jesus quoted David, why have you forsaken me? If that's been the cry of our heart, we pray that today resurrection life will come, come pouring into our lives. We thank you because of the resurrection. We know for sure that you never forsake us, and we praise you. And we take refuge in you. And we take hope in you. And we pray we'll be filled with your spirit today. Fill us with resurrection life. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs)